guys, it's Kathleen. So welcome back to another episode to Dear Diary Self-Healing Moments. How y'all guys doing? How's y'all weekend? The first week of, what is it, the second week? The second week of February. And I'm still learning a lot. It's This journey has been an eye-opener for me. And I, I'm loving it. I'm loving it. It's, um... It could be a pretty, pretty ugly and pretty um, scary, but for the most part, I'm learning and I'm I, I'm just so grateful for what God is doing and how he's revealing everything to me and allowing me to be able to just um, learn from this experience and just, you know, sh- be able to share that experience with somebody else. And I think that's the beauty in it. Um, it's really beautiful to know that you're growing and not going backwards. And so with that being said, the title of this episode is going to be the third stage of depression, which is um, bargaining. So first is denial, second is anger, third is bargaining. And many Many people that are suffering from grief tend to go through the third stage, which is bargaining. And um, we're just going to dive into that and then define it. And then we're going to, yeah, just see what we learned um, in this stage of bargaining um, while going through grief. And I know that some people probably skip the whole bargaining stage um, in general and others don't so we're going to see what exactly like how um some people may go through bargaining and what how does bargaining kind of look like from my perspective and if i've and if i've gone gone through that um the third stage of depression i mean um yes the, the, the third stage of depression and yeah, we're gonna dive a little bit into that. Um, but my week was okay. My I'm, I I like my weeks. My week um, last week was pretty good for me. I was able to get a lot of things done. I was able to do a lot of self-reflecting, a lot of um, you know free writing and get getting back into the things that I used to love doing and guys I'm so happy the other day I just was able to find my passion again in drawing I used to draw fashion designer clothes I used to have a booklet when I was in junior high school because I wanted to do fashion designing and make be able to make my own clothing and I kind of lost that desire to draw again after I didn't get into the school that I wanted to and I kind of put the book down and I stopped drawing but guys I will be picking back my book and start drawing again and I've been writing again I'm so happy I'm I'm getting more into the state the state where I I'm just loving on life I'm just taking in everything that I could take and seeing the beauty in life seeing the beauty in everything um even in the darkest times even in even in pain uh just enjoying the beauty of um the things that surround you and 
just seeing the beauty in the ashes. So the quote of the day is, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. And that is by Zing Zingler. I'm going to read it one more time for you guys. If you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. I like that. And it's, I'm surprised um, I was able to pick this quote. I just picked it out of the random blue. It's nothing that I kind of contemplated about. But right now, I'm back into the journey of learning because I love learning. And I just realized last week that I stopped learning. In life, we are put in this earth to continue to learn, to continue to grow, to continue to elevate. And if you are stagnant in your learning, you're not learning anything, you, you, you're not stimulating your mind, I feel like that is a barrier or a, or a state that could also push people to um, despair. Um, so I believe that we are put on this earth to continue to learn, to continue to um, grow, to continue to elevate and get a self of empowerment in ourselves and in our inner being. And when you start, when you stop learning and stop allowing yourself to stop allowing your mind to get a different perspective on things, get a different skill set or even elevate your position in where you are um, in general and the stages of life and your growth and development, it can be something that um, can trigger despair. And we're going to dive into those things. Um, and I'm going to do a little bit things different. So every week when I do my post, I'm going to be also acknowledging the the fruits that I'm learning and the fruits that I am also um, getting rid of, the, the shedding that's happening. So I'm going to also elaborate on the shedding and how my shedding process is going and redefining myself, redefining my beauty, redefining who I am. And um, I think the first stage that what I'm learning now is Forgiveness, forgiving myself, forgiving others around me. Um, and so we're going to dive in Psalms 32. And Psalms 32, that is the King's Jean Virgin. Virgin, Virgin, sorry guys, I need to stop repronouncing my words properly again. And it states, Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sins is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputes not iniquity, and his and in whose spirit there is no guile. When I kept silence, my bones waxed old through my warring all day long. For day and night thy hand was heavy upon me. My moisture is turned into the drought of summer salah. I acknowledge my sin unto you. And my sins and my iniquity have I not hid. I said I will confess my transgressions unto the Lord, and thou forgave the iniquities of my sins, Shalah. For this shall every one that is godly pray unto thee in a time when thou mayest be found. Surely in the floods of great waters they shall not come near unto him. Thou art my hiding place. 
Thou shalt preserve me from trouble. Thou shalt compass me about with songs of deliverance. Shalom. I will instruct thee and teach thee in the way which thou shalt go. I will guide thee with my eyes. Be not as a horse or a mule which has no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bricks and brittle, lest they come near unto thee. Many sorrows shall be to the wicked, but he that trusts in the Lord, mercy shall compass him about. Be glad in the Lord, and rejoice, ye righteous, and shout for joy, all ye that are upright in heart. So guys, with that, it's, it's, it's all, it all goes back, especially this one scripture when it states that be not, be ye not as a horse or a mule which has no understanding, whose mouth must be held with bits and brittle, lest they come near unto thee. Yeah, so I'm on the journey of learning again and discipline. And I believe that you have to be... You have to allow your mind, you have to allow yourself to be teachable. You have to be teachable. If you want to gain wisdom and want to gain um, understanding, there have to be a sense of humility that you have to you have to get and allowing yourself to get to that stage where you are humble enough to allow somebody to mentor you and install some wisdom and i think that that is um something that could definitely help many individuals come out of certain states that they are in because it will allow you to think differently allow you to see a little different maybe you wasn't thinking um in that sense and you wasn't able to really um see what's going on in front of you and somebody else is able to see that and we have to be willing to accept the help we have to be willing to accept the discipline that comes with it even though it does not look cute or it doesn't feel good it doesn't feel um it doesn't feel good it don't discipline don't feel good but we have to accept it we have to um allow it to do what it needs to do and experiences and grief and you know certain um, obstacles that come in your life allows you to be more disciplined and have come to prune you and not kill you but we have to be a little bit accept acceptable with the traumas that come and and experiences um, so bargaining it states that bargaining is a line of defense against the emotions of grief it helps you to postpone the sadness confusion or hurt and that is by um, healthline.com um, Kabla Ross theory Kabla Ross is a psychologist she wrote a grief cycle who speaks about um, growth and development and the death and dying stages and she stated on her grief cycle that bargaining is struggling to find meaning reaching out to others telling one story and um, it also states that 
grief is like a negotiation. The negotiating terms and condition of a transaction. He bargains like he's negotiating a little or nothing in return. His determination not to bargain away any of his um, providence existence um, economic powers. So it's to be prepared for exact, to be prepared for exact. And thinking about what bargaining is in terms of the grief process, I am aware and educated in the thought of grief process and bargaining. And that looks a little bit more of when you have lost a loved one and you start to bargain with God and ask God, can you please bring that person back? Or if I do this for you, if I serve you, if I promise not to drink, if I promise not to do the things that you don't want me to do, can you bring this person back? And a lot of times um, people will get stuck in bargaining because they, they think that there's something that they can do in order to actually get back that person, get back that um, that thing that they've lost. Um, and since we're talking about depression and it's not actual a physical person that or a physical being that is being lost and it's something that is more internal, something that is more, um, is untangible, it becomes a little bit, um, iffy because it's not an actual person so to bargain and ask God to give you back something that you've lost that is part of you is a little bit more different that I'm um that I'm thinking of where I'm when I'm um, talking in regards to myself I don't think that I've gotten to a place of bargaining in per se because my decisions and the things that I that I've lost it was in a process it was in a journey it wasn't as one transaction that occurred that made me feel like I've lost something or I've lost a part of me it's been um, in the making of years to come like um, constantly being the person that I am and trying to be as transparent to my family and friends and the people around me. And it's been years in making because um, generally I'm a, um, I am a strong person, strong-willed. I go for what I want and I try to be as transparent to the people that surround me and I think that a lot of experiences when you're trying to be as genuine as you can to the people that's around you sometimes it becomes a little stressful and a little bit draining because you want to give a hundred percent to everybody and giving a hundred percent sometimes when it's not reciprocated and it can it can come um, off as not being unappreciated and so that's what I was battling I was battling feeling like I was unappreciated that I was um given more than people deserved 
And so because I did not want to become somebody that was cold again, because naturally that's how I was with my, um, as in my childhood because of past, um, traumatic, um, experiences and, you know, um, I've become cold that I'm pretty blunt when it comes to me saying certain things and saying the way I feel about certain things. And, and I try to hide a lot of my emotions behind. So when I was able to be vulnerable with the people around me, especially in my marriage. And when it's when it wasn't reciprocated, I felt unappreciated, and I felt that my all my giving and my doing was was for nothing, and that discouraged me a lot. And around that time. I was pregnant, so can you imagine mixing the, all of that emotions with the hormones? Is it is a is a call for disaster, guys. Um, so my bargaining didn't really per se happen in my journey of me rediscovering and noticing that I was um, depressed. It was more of asking God to give me the strength to bear with the loss that I'm enduring. I believe that my faith in this whole journey is what kept me through every obstacle, through every spiritual uh, warfare is my faith that's kept me praying again and knowing God will never leave or forsake me that's what kept me through every spiritual warfare that I'm still enduring and I'm actually vividly seeing and feeling God has kept me literally seeing the darkness guys it is It is, it is, it is really something that if you've never experienced it, or if you've even get gotten a glimpse of what it looks like, it should put some type of sympathy, or you should be able to sympathize with the people that's around you that are actually suffering from depression, because it can happen to anybody. Like the month, like all the money in the world cannot protect you from despair. And we just need to be mindful, guys. Um, it kind of broke my heart yesterday. It was a yesterday. I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Yeah, yesterday my brother sent me a video. My brother is a detective, narcotics. Um, he's seen a lot also. So, you know, sometimes we have to take mental days when we see, when we work in fields that allows us to be more open to the world because the world is not a pretty place. As much as it's pretty and there's a lot of beauty in the world, but there's also a lot of evil in the world, a lot of bad in the world. And sometimes I know for me, I can't take it. Like, I can't take 
sometimes the bad that's going on and the things that people do um i understand it and i think after having two kids my sense of empathy have heightened so i feel everything i feel what people are feeling i sympathize and i'm able to feel the emotions and um that heavy spirit sometimes when somebody is carrying it and you're able to feel what they're feeling it could be a lot and so i've learned throughout this journey that you can only help the people that are closest to you you do not allow the people that are two levels lower than you to kind of drag you down um it has to be somebody that is in their closest premises or proximity to actually help them because um, whoever you are trying to help, whoever you are trying to give what uh, advice or uh, motivation to, if that person is not strong enough or if you you yourself don't um, actually have that strength to carry them because it's really a burden that you also carry. And God takes the burdens from us when we are um, when we have heavy burdens and we ask God to take the yokes so that we are able to be light and he takes our yoke so when he gives us that that spark or that uh, that assignment or allows us to help somebody else we have to be mindful of the space that we are in you have to be mindful in the place that you are in and I found myself in a space where I was probably already un- unable to carry um, the burdens and also my own burden and I've allowed it to drag me down so guys be mindful of the people that are around you the people that are not saying anything the people that usually are strong, the people that usually are the one that give advice, the ones that you always call, the ones that probably always have it all together, the ones that always make people laugh, the ones that are the life of the party, the ones that are successful, the ones that usually would tell people off, the ones that always have people's back, be mindful, guys. Take that time, checking on your friends, checking on your family members. How you doing? How's everything? We don't understand sometimes just a simple hug could change somebody's reality. We are in a pandemic. We've lost a lot of people. We've lost a lot of friends. And there's a lot of people that are depressed. There's a lot of people that are stressed. There's a lot of people that are on the verge of breaking down, of having a mental breakdown. Be mindful, guys. Be mindful. We are humans. We need to bond. We need to be able to feel love. We need to feel like somebody is out there that cares about us. 
And it could just be that one voice, that one person that could change somebody's reality. That one person that could actually save a life. Who are you not saving? Who are you not saving because you don't want to call or you want to allow your pride to get the best of you? We only have one life to live. One life to live. Find find love again, guys. Find love. Love. That unconditional love can save somebody. Save somebody. Um... But, like I've stated um, a couple of times before in our previous episodes, the stages of depression, you could constantly um, keep going back and forth. So, whether or not I would have been in bargaining, which would be the third stage, if after contemplating with God and contemplating and, and negotiating with God and begging God and pleading with God and making promises from left to right and he says no or or the situation is not going to go anywhere, guess where a lot of people end up back? A lot of people end up right back to either either anger which is the first one they go back and being angry and blaming god and blaming everybody else and then they go back into denial so they go back right back to the first stage of being in that denial and stating to themselves that this person is not gone or they go to the next stage which would be depression Um, our defense mechanism when it comes to hurt nobody want to get hurt I understand that nobody want to get hurt but what can you learn from that pain I'm in a self-seeking journey redefining myself finding things that makes me laugh finding things that makes me me who am I? Who are you? Do you know who you are? Do you know what ticks you? Do you know what are the patterns in life that makes you tick, that triggers you? Why why are you in this despair? Do you know? Do you know what, you, what you've lost? Do you know how to identify these patterns do you know how to go into the fasting and pray and 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 do the work being intentional being intentional with every single thing that you're doing to make sure that things work out differently the next time we are breaking generational curses right now i'm in a journey where i am breaking generational curses i want to make sure that my daughter is able to not feel what I'm feeling now after she have a baby. I'm teaching her how to be a wife. I'm teaching her how to be a lady. I'm teaching her how to be a woman. 
if she wants to get married, she'll be she'll know what what a woman a wife is supposed to look like, or what 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 are the the standards. I'm teaching her the family life, the things that I didn't really see when I was growing up. I'm trying to break generational curses by not allowing her to see the hurt because I'm healing so that the things that I could pass down to her, the anger, the hurt, the unpatience, the, the, the aggressiveness, I'm fixing it so I don't pass it down to her. I'm fixing it so I can break the generational curse. Healing is not just healing from this situation. Healing is breaking the generational curses. Healing is being able to see the beauty in the ashes. This pain, I don't like the way it feels. I don't like the way it makes me feel, but I see the beauty in it. I see the beauty in it I've gained instead of losing. So what are you not seeing that you actually gaining and not losing? So reflect on that, guys, and don't let a situation that can be solved Remove something that is so dear to you. Don't lose yourself. We lose ourselves in this world. We lose ourselves in everything. You are what makes you, you. So, do some self-reflection, guys, and... Let me know what y'all think. This quote that I said I said earlier, if you are not willing to learn, no one can help you. If you are determined to learn, no one can stop you. No one can stop you. If you want to learn how to be a better you, Be a better you. Deal with your situation. People are so scared to tackle their emotions. People are so scared to to just tackle themselves. You got to be able to face yourself. Face yourself. Face your own fears. If you are unable to face your own fears, people can't help you. People can't help you. Right now, I'm in the generativity versus self-absorption, which is significant in a household or workmate. For me, it is dealing with family, raising my own, having my own family, dealing with my marriage, 
and in stage Erickson, and this is the Erickson stages of the development. Work and parenthood. Work in parenthood or work in work, family, and parenthood, which I would say. And this is from the age of this one for, for Erickson is from the age from 40 to 65. But young adulthood is from 19 to 40, which is intimacy versus isolation relationships, where young adults need to form intimacy, a loving relationship with other people. Succeed, success leads to strong relationship, while failing result in loneliness and isolation. So each stage of life allows you to gain another perspective, gain another wisdom. What are you not learning? What are you closing yourself off to that you're not able to grow and you're not able to actually get away from that despair? Guys, I posted a post, um, I think two days ago, if I'm not mistaken, and I I, if I'm not, if I'm thinking correctly right now, I said some people do not want to be, some people do not want you to give them enlightenment. They rather, they want to stay in their darkness. Some people don't want to learn. Some people don't want to come out of that depression. Some people don't want to come out of that situation because maybe that's the only thing that they know. Maybe even though it's a lot of bad, there's just still one little good ounce of happiness that they want to hold on to. Don't let your love be a, a clutch to somebody else. Don't let your love be a detriment to somebody else's life. We got to give people accountability for their actions and the way they treat us or the way they treat others. Or are you that broken person that's going around hurting people and now you've gotten a taste of your own medicine? Bargaining, negotiating is not going to get you back what you lost. You can get that all by yourself by doing some self-reflection, by doing some pruning, some meditation, taking that time away from the, the world, closing yourself off. Not allowing yourself to be isolated. Don't isolate yourself, guys. Isolation is the tactic of the enemy. Do not isolate yourself. Speak to your family members. Speak to uh, somebody that you can trust. And if that's and if you can't find that, I pray and hope that God send you somebody that you're able to be vulnerable with. Vulnerability is not a weakness. Vulnerability is sexy. 
So my takeaway this week, I've learned that I've learned to gain back my beauty. Beauty in the ashes. I've gained back my my passion for drawing again being girly girl like I've missed being a girl girl and not feel like I need to be defensive all the time because the things in life and the way I was raised I was raised on tough love and I just feel like I always had a chip on my shoulder a chip I always had to be the strong one. I always had to be the one that had the serious face. And it's tiring. It's draining. I gained back my strength. I gained back the beauty, the, the gentleness, the playfulness. I gained all that this week. Being able to be playful again. Sometimes I find myself being so struck with my daughter and when I see her little face just light up when she do certain things and I'm like I've lost that playness in me I, I don't know how to be playful anymore like everything I've been doing is so serious so serious life is not all about being serious you have to take time to be playful enjoy life smile when is the last time you sat by the window and just allow the sun to hit you? Allow the wind to blow on your face. Close your eyes. There's beauty in this world. Find the beauty again. Find the beauty again. Find the beauty in the ashes. Because it's there. It's just waiting for you to open your eyes. be surprised when you take that time to just find the beauty in the things around you how your heart just lights up it just feels so good like you could feel like you 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 you're waking up from the ashes like that pit get out that pit guys get out that pit allow yourself to to rise again rise be alive so this week that's my post be alive be alive guys scream if you want to cry if you want to sing if you want to yes yes i'm just loving on myself again guys and i'm I'm so grateful for this journey and I pray that you know I'm able to touch at least one person and for me that's all good this is a journey a self-healing journey I'm finding myself again I'm finding my groove again that phenomenal woman that is her I am her phenomenal woman as we celebrate black history month I'm diving in. I'm diving in. So, 
have a great weekend guys and like comment and subscribe and join me on next week's next episode we getting close we getting close to closing down the stages so we can get down to the nitty gritty but guys i am grateful i know that one day somebody will hear this and i pray that i'm able to help somebody get out of their pit get out that pit be alive take a deep breath take a slow deep breath and awake again breathe feel your heart beating again feel the blood flowing through your body and flowing you feel that fire feel that fire again your heart has been too cold for a long time a lot of fire of your surroundings a lot of fire of the things that motivates you that makes you see life again you have to see life again see life in, in the things around you the people around you sit and watch the sunset You'd be surprised at how magical that is. So guys, take take it easy. I will see you in next week's episode to Dear Diary, Self-Healing Moments. I love you guys and have a blessed weekend.